Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast, or if this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. And today our guest is going to be sharing a really, really interesting story about food stamps, affairs, and how she learned to get over shame and fear of asking for help. And after going from food stamps to building a six-figure business, our guest has been on a mission to help business owners transform their relationship with money so that they can easily make money doing what they love. Who doesn't want that, right? So please welcome to the show, Dr. Amanda Barentese. Amanda, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Stephanie. So excited. You are so welcome. So I am just so excited to dive into this story because I I love the rags to riches story. So let's just dive in. So how did you find yourself on food stamps and what led you to where you're at now? Can you take us on that journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, God, it's amazing. You always go, do you want the one minute version, the 20 minute version? (laughs) You know, I would say the food stamps part, I got married really young. I got pregnant at 20 and we decided that I would drop out of school, get married. We ended up having two more kids and our marriage was pretty up and down, like really good friends. We had known each other for a long time. And, and, you know, when you get married at that age, you don't know yourself that well. And so as our marriage moved through the years, um, he was an entrepreneur. We ended up actually, which I don't even know if I've ever shared this on a podcast before we went bankrupt. So we made this business investment and we're, you know, moving in this big direction and this guy ended up, it was right before the 2008 burst and he took our money and gambled it away. And even though we had done all this betting and people had said he was a great legitimate, legitimate business guy. And he ended up just developing a gambling problem, freaking out, trying to make his money on his ends meet. So, and we were, weren't very smart at the time. So we had given him a lot of money. So we went bankrupt foreclosure. Like our life was this constant money upheaval. So I decided I need to go back to school to make sure that I can be, you know, financially stable. And so I ended up going back in my thirties to finish my bachelor's degree, the second two years of my bachelor's degree. And that led me to grad school. And in this process, I had a whole bunch of self-discovery and, you know, realized a lot of things about myself and marriage. And I ended up leaving my 15 year marriage, having an affair. And so here I am, you know, my next relationship wasn't working out. I had definitely struggled with relationships and asking for, you know, I didn't know how to share my needs. I had a lot of stuff going on 
And because we had had this upheaval in money, and now here I am in grad school with three kids, I didn't have enough money to make ends meet. So, you know, I was on the floor crying one night and my counselor had talked me into going to get food stamps. So tons of shame there. I was in this really wealthy community where I definitely was an outlier and I'm crying on the floor. My boyfriend had moved out of this house we were in. I was looking on Craigslist for places to live. I couldn't afford anything. Like literally my income was less than the rent of the places I was looking for. And so I just was going, oh my God, I've got to do something different. Like what is the problem here? And I realized that I was the common denominator. And so I made this declaration in the moment. And at the time I would have never said those words because I didn't know that's what was going on at the time. But I said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to have a better relationship and make more money. Like I am tired of this. I was really scared and I felt really stuck. And what that led to was podcasts because I was so busy and they were free. So I started listening to podcasts when I was riding my bike to school and taking my kids to school and washing dishes. And I noticed that all of the podcasts that I was learning from and growing from were done by coach type people. And I was like, Hmm, maybe I could be a coach, you know, simultaneously, my department had this huge national news fallout. So we had professors leaving and just high stress. And I was watching everyone thinking, I don't want to be a professor anymore. This doesn't look like the job that I thought it was going to be. And so I decided I'm going to finish my degree and I'm going to take the leap and go into business when I graduate. And so I went for it. And I, in that first year, I went six figures. So it was like this huge, you know, long story into entrepreneurship with a lot of fear and, and, and then a lot of excitement, you know, I was like, oh my God, I could make money helping people. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I love that. So I'm, I'm sure there were I mean, I know that was the condensed version of your story. There's a a lot of nuances in there, but one thing that I love to hear from people, and this is probably going to sound terrible, but what are the failures that you came up against as you were building that? Because I think people really stigmatize the word failure, like it's a bad thing, but I I don't think it is at all. It's just a process on our journey, teaching us something so that we can learn from it and move forward. So are there any big failures that you can think about that you made while you were building your business specifically. Yes. And I, you know, I love that. I love the name of your podcast because it's like what we don't want to talk about, you know, the behind the scenes stuff where, where you do fail all the time. I mean, I've had so many, you know, like I've put, I've created entire courses that I put like heart, soul, energy, money into that one person bought, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, I've done, I've put stuff out there crickets. I've, you know, like, I mean, I could so many things I'd say the big ones were when I got into business, I really, in some ways, this is so beautiful. I bought into the dream of like coaches can make seven figures. You know, I was like, that's absolutely possible. I see people doing it. The thing I didn't realize is that it would take some time, (laughs) you know, like I didn't quite know. I thought like, oh, you create a course and it's a great idea. I love it. Everyone will love it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm laughing right now because I thought, sorry to interrupt you, but I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. I was in my nine to five when I started my business. I was like, oh, I'm going to be out of this job in like six months. Like I'm going to be yeah. a millionaire in six months. It, it has to happen. Look at all these other people doing it. So totally. Yeah. Yes. You're not yes. the only one. Right. And it's, and it's, to me, it's beautiful because you get to attach and and live into that vision. It's just the timeline is way different than most people think. And and so now, you know, I help people know, like, it's not about overnight success. I always tell people my inevitable success formula is 
daily strategic action plus time equals inevitable success. <laughs> you know, like if you stay in the game long enough and you keep learning and you keep pivoting from the failures, you know, it's like I learned so much along the way. And so, it, you know, it was that first year of business, I was hustling and it was definitely through one-on-one coaching and, and personal clients. It was not through online course sales. You know, it was like, I really like that model of going one-to-one, one-to-few, one-to-many. And it takes time to learn all the skills to market yourself, know who you work with well, understand what it is you're good at doing, the results you can get. And then, you know, in online world, it's like, you've got to have giveaways and things that attract people to you and you've got to get energetically aligned and you got to overcome all your blocks about imposter syndrome and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, entrepreneurship to me is like a spiritual journey where you learn about all of your limiting beliefs and, (laughs) and you get to step into bigger and bigger versions of yourself. Yeah, it's so funny that you said that because I had an interview with somebody yesterday and we were talking about how my husband and I decided to both work through our um, um, our childhood traumas at the same time while I was building my business. So it, like our household was just a complete disaster for like a year because we were both working through our traumas plus like yeah. all, ev- everything that you mentioned that goes into building a business, which are the things that people don't think about. They're just yeah. seeing like the seven figure Dream. Millionaire. Yeah. yeah. Dream. That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. And it, and the cool thing is it can be a reality. It's just it like, Oh, it first, definitely is a reality for many, many. Exactly. People. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, this is my seven figure year. You know what I'm going? And it's a huge increase from where I'm at last year. I, when I first started my business, I thought the third year, I want to go seven figures. And then I ended up falling in love, moving, getting married. And I was like, I took some massive inward time. So now my mantra is always work less, make more, have fun. And so I go every year, my revenue is increasing. I'm working way, way less. I'm having more and more fun. That's a good model. Awesome. And this year I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, open the, the door to the opportunity of now I have all the systems in place to create a seven figure business. Whereas before I really didn't yet. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it so fun? I'm in the exact same place as you right now. And it's, it's so funny. Like looking back all of those years ago, when I wanted to reach the seven figure level, I was like, there is no possible way that it would have happened. Yeah. (laughs) Especially like you said, like the backend systems, the way that the structures are set up, it would not have happened or I would have been working 24 hours a day. Right. Right. I read something of yours a while back and I was like, God, that's, it was just brilliant. Like the way that you wrote it, I was like, that's so accurate. You know, it's like that, that feeling of, I don't want to work my ass off all the time, nonstop because yeah, I could do that to get seven figures. I don't know. In the first year, I couldn't, I'm no way. I didn't have the systems in place in the last few years. Last year, definitely probably could have, I don't want to work that hard. Like what your, your business is integrated into lifestyle. What's the point of creating a prison out of your business. And so it was really, you know, strategic. I'm big on manifestation and, and money mindset coaching. And so part of the, the manifestation of easy money is letting go of the belief that you've got to work all the time to make money that you have to work hard to make money. I mean, I hear every person I work with come up against this money belief and it's so ingrained into us. And so it's actually, and then I see them when they start making easier money, they add stuff to their calendar because they're not used to the ease. They're like, this can't be accurate. Like something's wrong if it feels easy. (laughs) I'm, oh my gosh. Yes, that was me. That was me. Like basically all of last year, the money was just coming in very easily. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to do more things. I have yeah. to, I have to fill my calendar and, and do more instead of just enjoy it. What a concept, right? Yeah, totally. It's, yeah. Because we, I mean, we were, I mean, you know this, but we were brought up this way. My mom 
worked 60, 70 hour weeks. And that was normal in my household and she made good money doing it, but she was also not around. So, and I mean, you have kids too. So, you know, kids are a lot of work. Yeah. And you also want to spend time with them, enjoy your time with them. And that's another thing that I don't think people really take into account when they're wanting to get to that seven figure level. Yeah. Like what lifestyle am I creating as I get there? Exactly. And knowing it's a journey and it's not only about the destination because for most high achievers, once they get there, they're going to set the next destination higher again. Yep. You know, so if That's you're never enjoying the journey, you're never enjoying your life. And then 30 years later, you look back and you go like, well, I have $10 million in the bank and I'm miserable. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. That's what happened when I reached six figures. I was like, oh, wait, yeah that, that that's all it is. And then now yeah. what's my next goal? Like 500,000 was the yeah. next goal. And then yeah. it was just like, just the constant, um, like adding on of new goals. It was never good enough. Totally. You know? So yeah. 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 I, what, let's talk about that a little bit. Cause I know that that's something you do with your clients too. And I know that it's a big block that the vast majority of people, like you said, in the online space have. So do you have any advice for people who are like at that stage or maybe it's, I mean, I know it's, I know it's a journey. I know there's a lot that goes into it, but if, is there like one thing that they can start doing today to kind of feel a little bit better about the journey and not, not internalize it so much, I guess. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I'm really big on coming up with strategies that are like point A to point Z as fast as possible. Not because you're not enjoying the journey, but because, you know, like if I can help you decrease the time and feel good while you're doing it. Awesome. Right. And so my NFA money formula is exact formula. So you, you have to first recognize that you feel off. Like so, so the three steps I'll say, and then, and then we'll break them down. So recognize, reframe, reprogram. So the recognition part is that you first have to notice that you don't feel good. Like most people don't even slow down enough to go, how am I feeling? And how you feel is your vibrational frequency match. So if you're tapped into abundance, joy, feeling good every day, you're going to be matched with wealth consciousness. If you're tapped into fear, doubt, uncertainty, push, hard work, you're tapped into creating a reality where that keeps getting recreated. So the only way to stop that is to recognize where am I actually at? So you've got to do some daily assessments. So I always tell people journaling is incredibly powerful. You've got to start to get to know yourself and meditate, like slow yourself down so that you can even just assess how do I feel? And so that's one move to start to ask yourself, do I feel joy or do I feel pushed and forced and rushed? And if you're feeling pushed, pushed, forced, rushed, rushed, scared, you're in a state of fear and it's going to cause you to have to stay in that cycle forever of working too hard because your energy isn't aligned with easy money coming your way. <laughs> so, yeah, so is, for, is, amazing. So I just, I just have a follow-up question to that. So I hear from a lot of people who have resistance when it comes to journaling meditation, that they don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, the, and but, they're the exact people who need to do it the most. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> so, I'm saying so that because that used to be me too. <laughs> right. And so here, here's something that's important for everyone who has that to know time is, is you create your time. The way that you use your time is created by you. So again, if you have the belief, I don't have the time and you hear yourself saying that multiple times a day, that's what you're creating in reality. Everything you say is your unconscious belief system, creating more of your reality because you attract what you believe. 
You don't attract what you think you want because you'll say, I want an easy business with six figures coming in and flowing in easily. What you believe is that you have to work really hard for it. So when you're believing that, you keep recreating it over and over again and people just feel stuck. They're like, why can't I break through the glass ceiling? It's because they've created the glass ceiling through their belief system because they're not willing to make the time to journal and meditate. Yeah, exactly. So, There's actually, like, um, yeah. have you read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? <laughs> It is on my desk right here because I use it all the time. Yeah, right here. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. So I love this I, book. Yeah, I have yeah. it in my bookshelf right here too. But yeah. there's um a I don't know if you call it a theory in here that he calls Einstein time. Yeah. Which kind of like blew my mind. So do you want to explain that a little bit? God, it's so cool. I mean, the, the overarching thing here is that when we live thinking about thoughts create things. So everything you think that comes out of your mouth is what you're creating through confirmation bias and through law of attraction. So, you know, and I talk about this as competing commitments. I came up with this concept called competing commitments because I saw it so many times over and over again in the entrepreneurs I work with, including myself, where I'd say one thing, but then get another result or do something different. And so what's happening there is that you have you unconscious, which is 95% of you battling with your conscious, which is only 5% of you. Your unconscious is always going to win. So if you you believe that you never have enough time and you hear yourself saying that all the time, that's what you're creating more of. So, you know, when we think about time, we want to be imagining that there's unlimited amounts of time and that it's about you becoming a master of yourself, not managing time because the managing of the time makes you feel like rushed and hurried and frazzled instead of mastering yourself, then your time completely changes and transforms into something different. And so, you know, uh, I actually just released a YouTube video about this recently. It was, I can't, I don't remember exactly what I titled it, but it was talking about how we all have 1440 minutes in the day. And imagine that I, I put into your bank account, 1440 minutes and I said to you, the only rule is that, or $1,440. And the only rule is that you spend it and invest it every day. It's going to go away every day. That's all you get. Same with time, right? We have the exact same amount of time. You have the same amount of time as I do, as everyone else. Some people get 50,000 things done in a day. Maybe that's an exaggeration. 50 things done a day, let's say. Some people get almost nothing done in a day. And the difference is your mindset around the time because you're tapping into you know, quantum physics really, and, and expanding your time horizon. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that once I started to become more conscious of myself, yeah, time was going by much more slowly and it yes. was like, I was almost controlling it. So now, for example, like when I'm getting ready in the morning, if I'm like drying my hair, I'm not constantly looking at the clock, trying to rush. I'm just doing what I'm doing. And then I'm getting done. I think in a quicker amount of time, or it feels like yeah. a longer amount of time, but the actual time on the clock has not moved that much. Yeah. Which is yeah. a very interesting phenomenon. It's so fun. In the, in the big league, he talks about Einstein says, you know, so the way to think about it is like when you're on a date with someone you, you super enjoy, it feels like, you know, like, oh my God, the time goes by so fast because you want more. And it's like so enjoyable. And then there's certain times that just drag on. It's all what the point is. It's all perception. And so you, what you're doing is you're changing your habit of the way that you perceive time and presence. Uh, presence is the most powerful force we have. Most people live in a state of constant future projection or, or past fear, right? So it, in the future, I always say fear is the future expectation of awful results. So you're projecting into the future. You're not in the present and which causes your time 
the way that you think about time to change because you're living in the present while also thinking about the future. Same thing, we beat ourselves up for the past. And so we're thinking like, oh, it, it was this way and it would have been better than, or I regret this thing I did. If only this, then this, instead of just being present when you're present. So what you're talking about, like when you're doing your morning routine and blow drying your hair and it feels like, oh, I have plenty of time. It's because you're present. So in, in the present moment is when we have the most expansive experience of time. And the only way to be present is to be in gratitude. And it's why journaling and meditation are so powerful because they are tools that help you get into the present and they help you become more masterful of yourself, which then you can master time. Mm -hmm. And as a reminder to everybody listening, it takes time to <laughs> master these things. <laughs> it does not happen overnight. It has taken me literal years to become yeah. good at this. And I'm still not an expert by any means, but it's a daily practice that I have to be cognizant of, or else I will go into that like spiral of stress, stress totally. spiral, I guess yeah. we could call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the other two points? Um, sure. Uh, so, so recognize reframe and reprogram. So in the reframe part, it's like every time you notice yourself saying something like, I never have enough time. You want to reframe it to, I am the creator of time. I am becoming a master of my time. I am expanding my time, something you can believe and buy into. So you want to start to do reframes of your thoughts and your actions. And so the only way you can do reframes is if you recognize first and notice what's out of alignment. And so in those reframes, you start to just take action in that direction and you start to you, you know use tools like meditation. I have a, I do a rewrite your money story to help start learning how to reframe and, and simple things like affirmations, you know, like you just go, okay, what are the top three mental patterns I notice that are keeping me stuck? And what are three reframes that I can start to go to every time I notice that I'm out of alignment and you just reframe, reframe. So when I was on food stamps, I always use the reframe. I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. And so like, I would look around, I'd find a penny and I'd be like, Ooh, I'm a money magnet. And I'd get like money in the bank or someone would take me out for a coffee and I'd be like, I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. So I started attuning my mindset in the direction of where I wanted to go instead of continuously wishing I wasn't where I was. And, you know, and, and that kept me stuck in that space. So instead I started to focus my attention because what you focus on expands. So I started focusing in the direction I wanted to go. So that's a powerful reframe. And then when you when you reprogram, it's through repetitive action. So repetitive action causes internalization, which is why you're saying these things take time because it's practice, it's habit, it's, it's reconditioning your brain in a way where you've done it so many times that now it's autopilot. And then you get to go to the next quantum leap of yourself and bump up against the next block that you have, which is a never ending story because we're humans and we've got a lot of subconscious programming. And so, you know, in that, if people go to nfamoneyformula.com, it breaks it down very clearly with videos and all kinds of cool resources. And so that's the way I like to help people really simply. And when I say simply, the pattern is simply is simple. The, the time and energy that you'll put into it is the rest of your life right? Like it just is up to you. How big do you want to expand? How much money do you want to make? How good do you want to feel in your life? That's up to you. I do this work every single day because it helps me feel like I have a magic wand to create whatever I want. And that's who I, that's how I choose to live my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for breaking down those, those three steps. That's incredibly helpful for people. And like you said, it, it, it takes time to make these changes because all of the programming that you've had up until your life in this point, once you decide that you want to start a business, you still have to work through all of that programming, plus 
all of the different fears and mindset issues that are coming up. So there's just a lot going on a lot. Yeah. Um, so I know you said that you, you, that was a really great affirmation that you shared, but do you have, um, any other specific affirmations that you Mm -hmm. like to share with your clients? Like maybe because what I like to do is I have reminders in my phone. So like reminders are popping up constantly throughout the day. Um, so I'd love to hear like, what are some reminders that people can put into their phone? Oh, I love these. And I love that you do that. I do that too. That's so cool. I have like timers and alarms that go off and like, give me an affirmation. Ah, That's so fun. And I started doing that. Like, you know, I would remind myself and I, I am statements are incredibly powerful. So I love, I am's and short ones. So for anyone here, um, listening or watching, think of three power words that align with you in terms of the person that you're evolving into and your most empowered version of yourself. And I often like to have people do this either like a monthly one or an annual one. You know, what's your main focus for this year in terms of who you're expanding into? And then you do three words and you do a power mantra word. So it's, I am confident, poised, inspired. I am an influencer, a powerhouse leader, you know, whatever those three things are, and then plug those into your phone. So that's a really simple version of it to create your own that aligns with you. Um, in the, I have my own journal and I, and it's just blank, but I just write like all my mantras in the front. So I read them often. So it's like, I am now a millionaire, you know? So it's like right now my seven figure business is on its way. So I go like, I am now a millionaire. Um, as I do what I love, money and abundance flow freely to me. As I do what I love, money and abundance flow freely to me. I am magnetic to higher good, and it is magnetic to me. If you want a short one, you could say, I am, I love this one. I am love, joy, wealth, and abundance. And so if you want a reminder in your phone, it could be, you know, something really simple. I am, I I like to say consciousness expanding. I am following my highest joy. If for time, you could say, I am a master of my time. I do what I love every day and it gives me huge ROI. You know, you could do it, it, just have fun with it and, and really play with these affirmations and, and feel connected to them is, is the biggest trick. Yeah. I just opened up my phone to see how many, I have. oh my gosh, there's so many. I didn't realize, I just kind of add to them as yeah. I think of new ones and they're just like literally popping up throughout the day. I think I have about 15 or 20 That's on here awesome. that are popping up constantly throughout I the day. I love them. Tell, well, tell me one of yours. I want to hear one of yours. Yeah. So, um, it is safe for me to receive money and live in the overflow because safety was a big thing for yeah. me from my childhood, something I didn't feel safe. So of yeah. course money wouldn't feel safe with me either. Um, another one is it gets to be this good and get better and better and better. Uh, is, yeah. Love it. <laughs> I am worthy of all my dreams and desires. The more I spend, the more I make. So I love that I love one. Them too. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. Cause I say, uh, the less I work, the more I make. Oh, I like, that's a good one. I like the, the more I spend, the more I make. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And, um, my, uh, mentor just every time we're on a coaching call, she'll say something and it will just like trigger something in me. So I'm like, all right, eventually yeah. I'm going to have these popping up like every minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this Which was- is awesome because what we're talking about is, I mean, in that reprogram part, it's funny how people go like, oh, you know, affirmations are woo woo nonsense or whatever. I mean, probably the people that are here listening, they're attracted to you. So they're, they're into it, but it's like, I hear this from people sometimes and I go, well, okay. If I were to turn off all the outside noise and I could listen to your brain and hear your thoughts, 
they're like, Ooh, you know, it's like, you're telling yourself horrible things all day long. So why not train your brain in the direction of your success by being conscious and plugging into it, what you want to be creating instead of this horrible inner critic beat up that gets you the opposite of what you say you want. So yeah, I think affirmations are incredible. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And a lot of the times we don't, I mean, at least for me, I didn't think I was being mean to myself or saying mean things about myself because they were all subconscious thoughts. Exactly. Well, and so that's the importance of that recognized part. Like you've got to slow down enough to go, what am I telling myself every day? And most people don't take the time to do it. So, so make the time that you're the creator of your reality, make the time, everyone. <laughs> yes, that was perfect. And I think that was a perfect note to end on. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Thank you for sharing your story and inspiring other people, which we love to do here. So yes. if everybody wants to connect with you, where's the best place to do that? I would say if they go to nfamoney.com, I've got a YouTube channel. We release three to five videos a week. So tons of content on NFA money on YouTube, nfamoney.com, uh, my, the nfamoneyformula.com, like awesome. I've got tons of free and paid resources. So all kinds of cool stuff for people, a money blocks profile quiz that they can take if they go to nfamoneyformula.com. So that's the place where they'll get the most juice. Perfect. And we will link to that in the show notes too for easy access. So thank thank you again for being here, Amanda. And I am so excited for people to reach out to you because so many people have these money blocks and I know that you are the perfect person to help them work through all of those. Yes. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of The Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.